0: Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 429 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. I'm joined always by you. Thank you for making us a part of your day. To my left, these are the New York boys to my left and right. Mm -hmm. Daniel Roy Lobdell Jr. sporting his Black Knight gear. That's Army-issued. Private private first-class nomad. (laughs) And to my right, David... Dylan Duncan Bray. Glad to be here. Hey, how was it? New York boys, what's up?
1: It was awesome. Yeah. It was Bill Farrell delivered in every way imaginable. It was packed. There's great wrestling and yeah, we saw some people qualify for Olympic trials. And I went. can't wait to get into it.
2: Yeah, the action was crazy. Black Knight was a lot of fun too. That's uh, closer to the city than I thought and uh, really nice campus and you know, not a not a field anything like what we saw at the Bill Farrell, but still good to see some college action and uh, it's a good event
0: ran smooth, great. Well, we're glad you're back. Um, happy to have you here. Lots to get into. Crazy weekend between Farrell and all the D1 stuff. There's there's a lot happening. So I want to start with the, with the heavy hitters. Want to start with Iowa and Penn State. We kind of saw a little bit more, learned a little bit more from those guys. Uh, there there was a lot, man. Oklahoma State had a crazy duel that come came down to a skin checks. For I I've hardly ever heard of of skin checks failed at the Division one level. It is a very rare happening. Um, we'll get into that one. So with Iowa, let's start there. Uh, the Hawkeyes opened up their season against Chattanooga. they looked they looked good. Um, we learned a little bit I think um but one thing before the duel even happened they they sent some guys to Luther open which which raised some questions. I think one of the biggest, you know, question marks coming into this season is Gavin Teasdale, his availability. What's he going to be for the Hawkeyes? Are they going to use him at one thirty-three, and he lost to a D three guy that's ranked number number six in Division three. So, and that guy went on to not win the tournament. He lost to a guy in D two. So that is. I think a little concerning if you were expecting it's not concerning in the fact that Gavin's really wrestling his first collegiate action of his entire career Um, so it's not concerning in that regard it is concerning if you're expecting production from him this year at 133 could have been a bad cut could have been a number of things but the bottom line is he lost and you know we have DeSanto who wrestled at 141 this week looked great Apparently, I, I think he did the thing where he weighed in at just over 133, so that he could come back down.
1: Tom Brands said he weighed in basically as a 133, which I don't know how. I don't know what that means.
0: Well, I think it. You know what it means? Like within a pound, so that he can. He's on destruction. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's just. Uh, it's yeah, an interesting way of wording it by Coach Brands.
0: I think it's the perfect way to word it. I wouldn't have worded it any differently, Coach Brands. <laughs> uh, so we saw that when Max Murin went to the Luther Open also. He won some matches, then he medical forfeited it. One match. One match. So I don't know. if Is that the mat time scenario? Because he didn't really get mat time.
1: That's SOP across the country, and I need a Division well, One coach to explain well, it. No, you see it all the time. Well, two matches? Match? No, no, no. No, no it, was one. Two, two, it was two matches now.
2: No, it was a bye
0: and a match. Do you count byes as matches?
1: I'm pretty sure it was two matches. Did
0: you juice your record at Calvert Hall by counting byes as wins? <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's well, great, that's, Mac, dis- that's Mac- disgraceful. <laughs> Max Murin didn't either. He wrestled one match. So if he's getting mat time, you would think more than one match. I get the, okay, wrestle two and medical forfeit out. You do see that routinely. Nomad, you are correct. But the one match and out makes me wonder, is there a little more? Is he injured? Is he not injured? What's his availability? Mm. Because it's
2: one match. How about that? Huh? Yeah, you thought two because he actually in the bracket got two buys. He yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it says, he, it says he did. The bracket's just set up strangely, but uh, yeah. But yeah.
1: yeah, that is normal. The the normal thing, cross country. So he now, got 67 seconds of match time. Now,
0: you know who got their money's worth at the Luther Open is uh, Cash Wilkie. He ran roughshod through these yeah. poor souls. Yeah. So he goes oh – here, my. pull it up. We got Tech, Tech, Pin, and a first period pin in the finals all the way through. So I don't know – He's it was a mat time scenario for him, uh, they wrestled. But we got to see Nelson Brands make his debut with Wilkie going to the Luther, which makes me wonder, is there a is there a competition there? Is Nelson maybe the guy at 184? I, I thought he looked great. He was, what did he have, two or three takedowns against Matt Waddell, who's ranked 17th in the country at 84? He weighed 176.5, I think they said. Yeah. Which is quite tiny for the weight. He's not going to be big for the weight. It's going to be... That is going to be a problem at some point, but maybe I. So I don't know what they're thinking is in terms of who their guy is at 184. But just thoughts on Nelson potentially being the guy.
1: Well, something you brought up in I don't know, a few weeks ago, as far as they're going to use him at 74, 84, which you know originally he was kind of looking like a 57, 65 guy, and then we didn't see him at their preseason inter squad. They didn't have those matches with Kemmer or Moody uh so we kind of didn't know what to expect but this is something that iowa does frequently they will have a backup and sometimes a, a backup who is low to weight come up and win matches and duels like Caleb that's a Young pretty yeah did
0: that as his freshman year mm-hmm. alex meyer did that yeah um yeah he went up to 84 so it's just
2: sammy brooks for points of his career right
0: yeah, he wrestled 97-some, mm-hmm. if I'm remembering correctly. I remember he wrestled, I think he wrestled McIntosh once in a duel. That's a throwback there. So I thought, I thought overall Iowa looked good. Obvi- uh, a few few things stood out. One, Michael Kimmer with the ever-elusive 21-point tech fall. That is you do tough. not see that a lot these days. It, is a, it takes some, some maneuvering to set yourself up to get the 21-point tech.
1: Wait. So he got a six-point throw at the end, and then got riding time. Yes,
0: he <laughs> was up fourteen zero. He put the kid on his back, and it wasn't a throw. But um, and then that's tremendous. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was really something. If he could have somehow
2: got the guy to uh, like bite grab him a finger, yeah, bite him, mm-hmm. get the penalty point. That twenty-two Let's point get deck. it to
0: twenty-two. Yeah. yeah. Next time. I wonder how how the what this is this is the question from friends that you guys aren't asking these are the questions that matter how big can the tech fall be in uh, in folk style because we've just seen a 21 how can we get to 23
1: I frequently love in freestyle when there's clearly an appropriate number of gut wrenches or leg laces and they just allow the tech to continue and yeah. let it get to 16 nothing
2: I why found not? the path to 23 all right so got the guy on his back mm-hmm. got him. he bites me bites. As he's biting me, injures his tooth, calls injury time,
0: mm-hmm.
2: gets, and he's, he's hurt so bad, he's bleeding. They have to stop the match. The extra penalty bu- uh, near fall point for being injured plus the penalty oh. point, and now you're at 23, right?
0: The five point near fall. Yeah.
2: I haven't seen that before. Okay. Do they still do that? I don't, I don't know. know. They used to do it when it was back,
0: like yeah. way back at
2: the old five. That rule may three. not
0: exist anymore. We'll, we'll never know for sure. Okay. So... Iowa looked good. I thought it was weird to see Marinelli spent so much time on top. He did not really beat his guy that badly, but it felt like he could take him down at will. That's something we saw Caleb Young do a little bit last mm-hmm. year. You feel like he could get a takedown any time, but ride, 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 ride. Do you think it was
1: you know early in the season, like we feel very confident we're going to be in control in the duel throughout, maybe just get some real-life reps of riding, trying to turn guys? Yeah,
0: I, it could be that for sure. Mm-hmm. When yeah,
2: yeah. I, yeah if he, I mean, if he develops into prolific top wrestler, right? I mean, obviously that would that would be big if he can turn guys. But I, that hasn't been his path to victory, so I
0: don't know. It's a little. It was a little surprising. And then Tony Cassiope, he comes out with a pin, and he puts out an awesome Instagram. So Tony Cassiope has made it very known. He wants the Iowa pin record. So he's calling his shot, freshman year. Not calling his shot. He's saying this is my goal. This is what I want to do.
1: Which the guy who has it, by the way, is an Olympic gold medalist, three-time NCAA champion, like the number f- four or five all-time leading scorer in NCAA points scored or at, at the NCAA tournament. Yeah. So Lou uh, Ed Ed. Dang it, so Ed. big goals, big goals for Cassiopeia. I, yeah. I'm happy. Shoot for shoot for the stars, but big goals for this kid.
0: Even if you miss, you'll land among the moon, mm-hmm. as the famous yeah. saying goes. <laughs> Now, and he puts out an Instagram post with the guy on his back, 73 to go. I love it. The guys the guys getting after it. He's going to be <laughs> Will he do it after one, every pin? Seven, I, 72 yes, to go. 71 you should do to go. That every Tony Cass. Are we calling him Tony? I've called him Anthony all these years. Is I, he a rebrand or are we just is he always been Tony?
1: I've always called him Anthony and I believe that I was the first one Oh, here we go. to point out the Cassiope thing cuz I remember after Fargo so arguing with you, what is the thing that I was the one long ago saying this guy's gonna be really freaking good, oh. and some other naysayers, but you've all since come around.
0: Well, I don't know what you're talking about.
1: I'm talking about Fargo after he teched Mason Paris, and you know, or like Mason Paris is still gonna be better than him.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that happened. Better. Okay. That happens. Hey, that still could be true. Also, that still could be true. That still true could be true. World.
1: That still could be true. But my point was, you guys, you guys were, you guys were, you guys were,
0: like you just dunked on me. You did not. No, dunk.
1: you guys were not as high on Cassiopeia as you are now, which is good. Good.
0: I was Hawkeye I was, haters. I was very no, that is not true. I was very low on him. Willie was high on him at N H uh, S C A duels. This is like twenty, geez, fifteen or sixteen. I was like, ah, I don't really know, man. But now. I'm, I'm all in. He's he's very athletic. They, apparently, he's freakishly strong. I I think he's he's in the mix. And you know, if there's no Gable this year, who knows how high he can climb? Right. Mm-hmm. He, I think I think he's super talented. I think he's potentially a top three guy and someone that can score. If he is, I know now again. This is an unranked opponent. He pinned, but if he is a a, a pinner. That's going to have huge ramifications come in season. and that's been an area mm. where the Hawkeyes have had some big bonus point scores. But compared to Penn State, they've been behind, as is has the rest of the country, right? Yeah,
1: I'm excited for that February eighth duel in Ann Arbor, Cassiopeia versus Paris. Oh man, folk style style,
0: folk style style, <laughs> love it. No guts. So uh, feeling good about the Hawkeyes. They're looking at Iowa State. Yeah, it's this Sunday I'm gonna be there in Ames, Iowa. Um, is this, can this be considered the orange bowl still? I think it's not the orange <laughs> bowl. I think if there's, if tech's, if Virginia tech's not involved, which we got to get to Virginia tech, we yeah. took out the Buckeyes. Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you guys, we might be Caleb. I hope you packed a lunch, brother. I don't know when we're getting out of here, buddy. Caleb's our, our, our production guy in the back, but he had high endurance. Caleb Blakeman of alien hour fame. Mm-hmm. You may know him. So that was Iowa. Any other uh, Hawkeye thoughts before we advance? I, I just I thought that we were going to get clarity
2: about their lineup at 33 and 41 this weekend. And it could not be. <laughs>
1: Less clear. Muddier, right? Like,
2: yeah, it's like. But, you know, it was like, oh, well, are we going to see Teasdale or DeSanto at 33? At 41, are we going to see DeSanto or Murin? Or maybe Teasdale. Like, at some point, the question was maybe Teasdale. Now it's like, it, is, are I, we going to see Teasdale at all? What? Is DeSanto going to go back to 33? If he does, who's at 41 if Murin's sure. only able to wrestle for a Because Turk's now a minute up at half. 49. Because Turk's up at 49. So, like, I, I just, I'm really curious again this week to see what version of the Hawkeye lineup we see at 33 I actually 41. feel like
0: we have more clarity now about their lineup than we did. If Gavin had won the Luther Open yeah. and looked great, I'd be like, I really don't know what they're going to do because hmm. DeSanto's holding 33. Now it seems pretty clear to me. Yeah. DeSanto 33, Murin 41. When is Murin healthy? When, when it, whenever. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's a long season. Yeah. Or, I mean, if I, I you got to figure Turk certified at 41, right? Mm-hmm. He may be at 49, but fifth year senior, get in the lineup, right? I, I, so I feel like it's going to be something like that. I don't get the impression that Murin. I mean, I haven't talked to anyone, I don't know anything, but I don't get the impression that Murin's injury is super serious. So I yeah. think, I feel more confident that it's going to be DeSanto-Murin, but you know, the Hawkeyes have options and we'll see, we'll see uh, what they do.
1: By the way, so the the kid who beat Gavin Teasdale, um, good kid out of Indiana named Chris Rumpf, he, he did the the rare uh, D3 version of the Mako where he went from Augsburg to Wartburg Yeah. Which is always, Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. Ballsy. Um, but he was like a Indiana State champ, Flo Nats placer, so um very 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 solid kid that just ended up at uh d3
0: okay so that's your hawkeye hour let's go to nittany lion minute you know it'll be a little longer than a minute so penn state was split a little bit this this weekend because they have really really good wrestlers and some of them wanted to wrestle at the feral like vincenzo joseph Mm he had a he had a nice showing now um loses to his teammate but not before avenging his loss to to makai lewis did you guys (laughs) were there for that match what were your thoughts i
1: thought the 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 match so when i picked makai to win i said there were some things i had some concerns about such as bouncing on one foot is only so effective in freestyle when there's a step out which we saw him do and then there was a Takedown slash exposure, whatever you want to call it, that would not have been a takedown in folk style. So, in some ways, it makes me feel better about Makai's That was a style. weird
0: one. what Did he expose? you thought is that what the two was yeah, for? Yeah, he did expose. Okay, but, but it wouldn't have been a takedown. Folk it was style. well, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, it was it was one of those it was one of those takedowns where when the folk style hardos complain about freestyle, like that's the exact type of thing they complain about, like. That was the two.
0: Well, I've um, got something for the Hardos later in the Max Toms and Yaya Thomas man. And sure. also, sure.
2: I, I have no problem with exposure being
0: two points. No, freestyle. I love it. I think yeah. It's great. It's great, yeah. yeah.
2: But,
1: yeah, it. Um, Chenzo, to me, I mean, it's, and especially with, with McFadden losing to, to Smith and the way Chenzo looked against Makai, um, you know, he looks to be the guy once again, right? And obviously there's Marinelli and obviously there's there's Wick. But I would say the, the progression that we saw from Chenzo, like, Every year, he's still getting a little bit better, even after winning two NCAA titles.
2: Yeah, I I think um, Makai Lewis and Vincenzo Joseph, when they wrestled, it's the kind of match where they get into positions where either guy can win the position. It's not the kind of match where, okay, this guy just, you know, gets to a single and he's always going to finish. It's like whether either one of those guys is in on a shot, it is like 50-50. And when they wrestled in March, it was Makai Lewis who was winning those positions and, and Chenzo won him here, and like you said, you know, there are freestyle positions that he won. But um, Chenzo seemed super locked in during that match uh, because there were so many of those positions where, and a lot of them where nobody scored, but where Makai could have, or you know, or either mm-hmm. one of them could have. And, and so, just to see him look so, so focused in those positions and to execute in situations where it really could have gone either way was was impressive to me. Um, and also, maybe reveals that Mikai Lewis isn't quite where I think I had maybe hoped that he was in terms of senior level freestyle wow. and that that really was evident in the third-place match he had with Nazar Kolchiski as well edge of the mat stuff um, and then just some of those positions that can end up in a step out uh, like he he's not quite there the
0: savviness factor is yeah. so underrated in yeah. freestyle and you know Makai Lewis's first freestyle tournament ever was 2018 Nationals, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Where he did not win, where he lost to Jeremiah Moody, yep. right? And then he comes and he makes the team, controversial win over Marinelli, yeah. makes it, wins Junior Worlds, right? That's, and that's insane. So that shows his arc and progression, right? But we still have to remember that, and also he's so much more of a known commodity now. Mm-hmm. Now he's not going to catch <laughs> up, up on, on anyone. anyone he beat Vincenzo Joseph? He beat Alex Marinelli. He beat Evan Wick back to back to back. Mm-hmm. He is on everyone's radar. Right. So now he's getting he's gonna fall under that uh further um what's it called? Scouting. Yeah. Right. So I think that's that's a factor as well. Chenzo then gets blanked by Knolf in you know a, a match that was eventful in a number of ways. One, Nolf gets hurt. Yeah. Chenzo kind of pulled his foot up and it was pretty innocuous looking, but it, it hurt his knee, right? And I can't recall if that's the knee that he hurt in the exchange with uh, Van Bril a bit in that duel. But either way, he comes up hobbled, limping. He didn't look quite the same against Imar, but he's able to able to still finish that match and not get scored on against Vincenzo. Just there was a weird. You should go back and watch this match at halftime. I don't know if you guys noticed this. They both started to walk towards Casey Cunningham. Yep. So I don't know if the corner was clarified or known going in there, but it was like, all right, both go to Kate. Oh, wait. We're on the same. So I I thought that was a little bit interesting. And then Chinzo forfeited it out afterwards, which really surprised me. Yeah. They didn't wrestle back. Well, even though there's no incentive to wrestle back, but most people did. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, you know, at that weight and every weight except for 97, the guy who won the weight got the qualifying spot. So there was some. Some probably some thought to that. But yeah, I mean, my thoughts from Penn State at the Black Knight is Chenzo looked good. Nolf now I don't know how much we're gonna get into Bill Farrell because of, of uh Black Knight stuff, but the concern with Nolf is that was a thirty three man bracket at Bill Farrell. So you take away Imar, it's gonna be a forty eight or fifty two man bracket, like somewhere in there at the at the open, you're gonna have to win five matches yeah. to qualify 52 for the fifty two man bracket? Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think we're gonna see another, my points. I think we're gonna see about another twenty guys.
0: I, 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 man, I feel like thirty-two, man bracket.
1: It's gonna be big bracket. It's I, be a big it, big bracket. I know, open. but man,
0: 50, 52? fifty-two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to take it's the my under. official
1: project. It's my official projection. Anyway, no <laughs> my
0: official bracket, florina bracket projection.
1: But okay, so you're gonna have to win four or five matches at the open, and yes, we have seen Nolf even at you know fifty percent beat up guys but you can't just make the semis and forfeit out mm-hmm. so he's got to make the semis and then win another match beyond that
0: listen jason nolf is qualifying for the olympic trials Not if his knee is completely ripped up well he might he's not that much of a freak he, he is no he might. absolutely he's pretty is. close do you see what he did to NCAs after he had I, that remember. Injury? I remember i don't remember he tech followed michael jordan i remember he, the thing that smashed hayden heidley who was undefeated at that point he didn't
1: smash him, it was like six two. It
0: thing, was the there thing was, he was never it was not competitive. it's gonna competitive. be tough
1: is
2: if he ends up you know, if he if he takes a loss before the semis, right, then that's that's what's gonna make it, I think, tough yeah. to, to come you know. But I, I see him qualifying.
1: I I see him qualifying too. I'm just it's it looks a little harder now. Yeah. Looks a lot harder now.
0: Yeah, he didn't and remember, just the fact that he's he's been hurt a couple times now. Yeah, that is that to me is a thing. He got hurt at trials. Mm-hmm right, with the ankle thing. He got hurt here in a thing that was not, like, weird. Yeah. It was like, oh, he just just got hurt. And then going back to the Rutgers duel, that was the one where you're like, oh, yeah, no, of course you got hurt.
1: The path that I see for Nolf is, look, I mean, right now at best he's fourth on the ladder at 74, right? The path I see for Nolf Nolf is he's going to try like hell to make the team, and, you know, he's got a bunch of legends in his way. And then I see him taking a year off and being like, hey, I need to get my body right. I need to get the my you know 74 kilo yeah. right. And look, I've got a wife that's a tremendous soccer player. I'm going to go support her for a year. I'm going to go focus just on my wrestling. And <laughs> what? Like I don't I,
2: know. I don't know why you think he's going to be know. a soccer hooligan.
1: <laughs> I, I I think it would be good for him to allow yeah, his body right. here to heal and yeah. do the well, Zane thing and just fo- focus on freestyle I, and... Getting right. Yeah, I think it could I, be
2: right. I think, like, two things about that. One, Jason Nolfe, when he's hurt, he looks so hurt when he's just, like, walking around the mat. Yeah. But then when he's wrestling, he, he looks, you know, pretty good. And I think you know that the tech follower, Micah jordan is an example and then the matches that he had against Imar at the World Team Trials were another example this time though he he just he didn't have an answer for Imar and and he looked like the signs of the injury were a little worse than they have been in the past i mean that start but, in
0: that Imar match was jarring yeah
1: how about Imar though be like being woke on is he is he messing like yeah he said that in is he playing coy
0: like Imar's like a little bit of possum oh yeah yeah, you never know.
2: The other thing, though, like to kind of emphasize the point that you made about maybe maybe he'd be better off taking a year off. I think that I thought, you know, he's had a few months now to grow into 74 and he would look like this, like that he got he got huge in the weight room and then slimmed down to 74 and he's taking full advantage of the weight. But he didn't he didn't look that way yet. Right. He still kind of looks like he, um, could, you know, has has some maybe strength work to do uh, to kind of. Be, to grow into being strong enough for the weight, not just – I mean, he's not strong
0: enough, but as strong as he can be at the weight. So thinking thinking about um, – let's, let's stick with Black Knight. Kind of put a cap in that for uh, – and then we can move on. So a couple – we talked about, you know, hey, learned a little bit about Iowa, Gavin. I think you're learning a little bit about this Penn State lineup too. 25, I think Teske – Uh, he's, he's just needs some more time to develop. I think ultimately he's going to be good, but he's, I feel like a kind of a Malik Heinzelman last year, kind of year for Brody. He's going to win some matches. He's going to qualify, but I just don't see him taking it to the next level where he's an all American threat at 49. I think you get a sense of it's for clearing one in a very, very way, right? Counter takedown. He's not the most Mm -hmm. offensive guy, but he's so hard to score on. Yeah. I mean, he's just tough. He's tough, right? So I think they're going to be good there. I think he has a, he has more upside to me than than maybe a Teske would. And then ninety seven is. I mean, Connell is just maybe just going to be a total wild card this year, yeah. right? He looked kind of shaky in against Navy. Then he loses to Bolo, mm-hmm. that who is someone that uh, Michael Beard Tech 16 sixteen zero, and he he actually like.
2: Didn't have any offensive points in his opening round match against a Maryland wrestler either. So he, so far he just hasn't found it. I I'm curious. Like you know they pulled him out of the tournament um, after that Bolo loss. He's had injuries in
0: his career. Yeah. I don't
2: know how how healthy he is. He looks he looks put together.
0: He looks to be in really good shape. Uh, just, He's also wearing a massive knee brace. Yeah, that's true. So it could be a knee. It was a shoulder last year. Yeah, the shoulder for Kyle. last year.
1: We also didn't see Shakur Rashid. I don't think we're going to see him until second semester. Yeah. I bet they take both Gardner and Verclaren and, and kind of figure it out this week in Tempe, uh, when, you know, which one gets the start, which, again, it, like every other team, every opportunity you get in dual meet is one less opportunity your, your opponent gets, and he'll get, uh, you know, Maruka, who's coming off, you know, a not great. um Journeyman
0: clearing could really cement himself here if he yeah. beats if he beats Maruka. Mm-hmm. Now I'm I'm wondering what's interesting is Penn State normally could like solve this at the scuffle, right? Yeah, but they're not going. But they could still send guys, right? right. So I was thinking
1: about that this morning. So you know, at uh, Journeyman, there were some Rutgers guys who competed unattached. Mm-hmm. I suppose to get around the competition date limit, could they send a bu- you know a handful of guys unattached? like or nlwc type thing to the scuffle
0: also if they're split in time that their events would be down for well, that th- reason it's too. a Does it's a matter
1: it's a when you send x number of guys i forget what the number of things six or seven but like x number of guys attached to a thing it counts as a date for your team
0: okay yeah so yeah that would be an easy little
1: so send some guys unattached loophole. to the scuffle
0: yeah because i think the i mean Gar- Gardner's tough He's clearly going to be a guy. You know, think back to 2014 when they had, like, three dudes at 49. Yeah. English. Um, who else did they have? I, I guess Alton was in the mix still then. Yeah. And one other guy that was pretty tough that I can't recall. So they were they were tough in there. Oh, Bites. That's his name. Oh, Zach Bites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was pretty mm-hmm. good, too. So this may be a similar situation there where James English, no one saw him placing, and his points ended up. He beat Kendrick Maple. Yeah. For crying out loud. Yeah. Uh, so – not to take you all the way down memory lane. So, you know, for for Penn State 254997, you know, it, it's very reasonable that they may not have major production there, but they're so good at the other weights, mm-hmm. right? And the the question is with 97, at 49, they're stuck who they have is who they have, and same with 25. 97, Beard is sitting there. Mm-hmm. He may mm-hmm. be the better option, but you're you're risking one. You this is Connell's only year left. He transferred here to wrestle. Not that that should really impact your decision, but you know, beards and red shirt, and it's not even necessarily known if he's a better option, right? Well, yeah.
2: And with Connell, he's a gamble if he's, you know, history of injury and also history of just not always being consistent. But you've seen like when he's all the way on at the NCAA's last year, I mean, that's a, that's a, like, yeah. that's hard to unsee. And you have him, you know his big move potential. It's just, it's hard to not use that weapon if you got it. Especially in a team race where Penn State could probably win it with zero points at 197, potentially, right? Potentially, yeah. So,
1: And then no Berge. Again, I think they're just going to slow play his return based on what happened to U23s. And Pfeiffer will be the guy that he ended up getting fifth. So he'll fill in however many dates they need him to
2: mm-hmm.
0: yes so uh any further thoughts i mean rby look great nick lee is uh he is he is you know what we were talking about hodge dark horses he's putting yeah. away a lot of dudes yeah, if you're talking dark horses sure right uh he he is his bonus rate is high mm-hmm. he's barring dudes up how what was his um what was his path like he went pen pen tech and mm-hmm. then a decision in the finals over Dresden Simon so he's uh, I mean he's really really tough uh, no further Penn State thoughts no uh, again the the weights that
1: we're what the weights that you know we're watching the same weights that probably all the Penn State fans are watching they know what they're getting out of Mark they're really good in Ancenzo mm-hmm. uh, yeah I mean no Kasar, but is anyone really worried about yeah. no. he's not. he's not wrestling because he's hurt yeah he's just focused on freestyle
0: did so, but why didn't he go to Farrell? He was ready. That I wasn't we 100% clear on. Is it something where it's just easier if you if you want to pick one for him to go to, yeah. does it make more sense for him to just go to Dallas and be top 5 and not mess with having to do both, hit Gable? Mm. Yeah. And, and also,
1: look, he's only had 3 freestyle competitions in his life. Mm-hmm. He's got like that Mackay type where you know he had the one and the, the team. The one time he got actually at the Wrestle Junior Worlds, he either had a match and then got hurt or got hurt in that first match. Yeah. So his freestyle experience is very limited and you know, he it is very clear his goal is to win an Olympic gold medal and he made that clear in Media Day. And yes, he's he's back at Penn State, but the bigger goal is to win Olympic gold medal. So I think I don't think we're gonna see him in the first semester. I think he's just gonna be focused on freestyle, but we we will see him at the open.
2: You know, I was really excited to see potential Kassar-Gable Stevenson rematch at at Bill Farrell. We didn't see it, right? Kassar wasn't there. And now we won't see it until the trials, probably, right? Um, I'm sure that wasn't part of the coaching staff's decision, like, whether or not he went last week. But I don't know. I mean, it is interesting that, that we won't see that match. And I don't know if... Like tactically, not that they're worried about him beating Gable, but if tactically they they believe that um, a match against Gable in April is potentially better than a match
0: against Gabriel uh, Gable in in November for some reason, or even reason. or even March, you know, yeah, don't yeah don't give Gable another chance to feel the things you're working on, yeah, right? It's it's yeah. a, it's a kind of an easy way to navigate the folk style freestyle waters with your guy and not, I mean, but at the same time. What is Gable Stevenson's availability? Yeah. When and if are we go- going to see this guy? I have no idea. I, yeah, we didn't really he's, get he's, clarity. He's, he's talking about, you know, wrestling Pat Downey. I feel like, I don't know if he's... I, that That to me is not someone eyeing a return to Division One wrestling if mm-hmm. you're trying to wrestle Pat Downey. Yeah. The two are not mutually exclusive. You can wrestle Pat Downey and also wrestle sure. NCAAs. But I, I just, I don't know. I just don't understand uh, what's going on there. And Minnesota falls to Ryder yeah. in a... In a Pretty – it's not the most wild upset. I think the names make you say, oh, my gosh. But if you look at the lineup Minnesota put out, no Gable and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and uh, this doesn't need to be a topic, but it's just, you know, Skaska gets pinned by Sherry. You know, that was a – I don't know if you guys well, got That was it. That,
1: that, that was the match, right? I mean, yeah. That was, that's a nine, ten-point swing.
0: Right. And, th- I mean sh- – Sherry put him on his back several times. Yes. It was kind of a flop fest. Yeah, I mean, I was like, "What? What is what is Skatska doing right now?" But I mean, Sherry is clearly one of those tricky guys. You know, he cradles himself yeah. and comes out on yeah. top, and then he hits the near side roll. So Sh- Dean Sherry's got some stuff. I mean, I not to dwell
2: on that match for too long, but I w- I was really surprised. Like Ryder had two ranked guys in the whole lineup. It's you know mm-hmm. it maybe wasn't like the best version of Minnesota that we could have seen, but but even with the Lineup Minnesota did have it shouldn't it should not have been a Ryder win
0: right like it oh. like
2: so uh, Ryder know, dude Pat, Ryder Pat, looked good Ryder yeah looked Pat, I good.
0: mean Pat McKee losing to to tro- uh, Tropia that's dude, surprising Tropia looked like he was drilling it, he looked so good in that match man I love Pat um so that's tough so they, they you know Delavecchi beats Brozma which is not really much of an upset truly but um and you know you lose one zero. At heavyweight, where mm-hmm. Gable would probably get a tech or pin. Yeah, if if I had to guess. So that was a little little rider thing. Uh, other, let's get to this Ohio State Virginia Tech duel. So Ohio State had a busy weekend, which they knew was coming. Pitt and Virginia Tech, two salty ACC teams. They're able to take out Pitt, um, but fall to the Hokies. You know, and what a pretty raucous atmosphere it seems. Uh, with two upsets, one each. Each side had a big upset, right? Mm-hmm. Sammy Sasso falls by pin to to Brent Moore, which kind of a one move exchange. He looks for the shot, kind of a oh, and he just kind of that classic, almost like a pancake position. Beautiful. From the Moore brothers, are
1: great at that. Well, yeah, beautiful, right? The timing of the front sprawl, right, where you bump the hips, catch the head, and it was like. Well, this isn't gonna be this isn't gonna be fun. You know, Sammy's in a in that position on your back for could have been potentially a minute, right? So, great
0: job by Brent Moore. It really um, looked like he was gonna recover from it. I really, oh, I didn't think so. Really, I thought I thought he was gonna come. There was, I think it was early when he got put on his back. I was like, oh, I think he's gonna be able to belly down, still be a long way back. But
1: the the scariest thing about the Moors is. They are pinners, and when yes. they put guys on their back, they, you know, they'll put them away. Um, but there's my perception of Sammy Sasso does not change much on this match. No, I saw him lose matches in high school, and I still felt, you know, he was he was the best guy. Now, this also doesn't much change my perspective of Brent Moore. Brent Moore has this stuff. Brent Moore will upset guys. He will put guys on his back. Yes. He will also drop some matches. So as weird as it sounds i i don't take much away from this other than great job by brent moore and sammy's gotta bounce back
0: yeah i think that's fair i think that's a a a very measured way to look at that's how i look at it i'm not like I i feel the same about both guys either way i mean brent moore beat kevin jack before yeah he's beaten really really good guys Sammy Sasso, as you said, drop matches, and it's not like if Sammy had got like drilled on, like lost like eight to two or something, I'd be like, that would be bad. Something's going on here. But you have have to, um, you know, how it happened? How did it go down? Well, it went you know one move match, he got pinned. So give credit to Moore, who has beaten really good guys in his career, and um, you know Sasso will be back, and he's got Vegas Mm -hmm. that's going to have literally everybody.
1: That's gonna be much more of a litmus test for me for for Sasso and, but I just, you know, I've had this conversation before. I don't know that we're ever gonna see an undefeated season out of Sammy Sasso, but we could still see multiple national titles.
0: Right. Yeah, he he could have those matches. You know, he didn't look he didn't look amazing against um, uh against Vandermeer either. Yeah. But he got it done. Right. Um. He pinned he pinned Luke Kemmer Previously, so. That was uh, the Sasso match. That was obviously a shocker. That decided the duel, really. I mean, Mm -hmm. you can say they all did, but, you know, that was huge.
1: Would you say the Prada win over Heinzelman adds fuel to the Decatur 25 fire? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Those I mean, I don't know what's going on with Malik. I mean, especially, like, that was the last match of the duel, right? So, and it was 18-15 heading into that match. He could have won. Yeah, Malik had a chance. I don't know what the criteria would have been, but if he would have made your decision, right, it would have been, you know, obviously... Malik had the opportunity to to win the duel for the team, and um,
0: he did it for Virginia. Yeah. Proud Virginian.
2: Jo, you know, yeah, jo, Joey Prada. That is not a man. Great win by Joey Prada, but I think that's a match that that if you're if you're Coach Ryan, if you're a Buckeye fan, like you're expecting Malik Heinzelman to win that match.
1: And on the the Virginia Tech end, I think I don't know. I'll Put myself in this. Maybe not wrote them off, but was expecting a little less from them this year with Makai mm-hmm. out. Um, and they're then good, also man. just they they've got some they got some guys coming into the lineup right so like any team you're not sure how these guys are going to look they look great like they look they look like they're going to overperform their rankings
0: come March. Well, you know, jeez, Cody Hughes beats Rocky Jordan soundly. I mean, Hunter Boland not gonna it's not surprising sure. people at this point, right? But you know, Prada is somebody you know, ranked guy coming out of high school, but to beat be a Malik Heinzman who made a world team every single year for several yeah. years straight is mm-hmm. surprising. Girardi over Kinner is, is surprising. It's 7-1. That that really does surprise me. Even though we've seen Girardi. Girardi pushed Roman Bravo young. He's had some yeah. nice moments. but and Girardi was one, you know, thinking back to, like, when they
1: signed him, he was the under-the-radar guy, mm-hmm. and... That's what you need, man. You need those guys who, okay, you know, you signed five kids in a class and maybe four of them on the big board, but that one, you got to get production out of that one. So far, they're getting production out of him. Um, and then back to Ohio State for a second, I, I'm really starting to believe Luke Pletcher national champ this year. Like I'm, the more I see him, the more that he puts up bonus point wins and things that a thing he's never really done before. The more I'm starting to believe it.
0: Now so, here's the thing. Yep. What if they drop him? to 33 does that change your opinion yes
1: it very much changes my opinion. i don't want luke pletcher wrestling 133 no. pounds this year you like those legs nice and big i want them juicy. tree trunks <laughs> thick <laughs> uh, now, right? i'm not the ohio state coach they should do whatever's best for the program but for me personally i'd like to see luke pletcher at 141 pounds because i think he's national title so what we're referring to,
0: right to etchim um gets in he's gonna get their second semester it puts an instagram that he's gonna be a 41 for ohio state Currently, the Ohio State Buckeyes have the number one ranked 141-pounder. He's the man that we're talking about, Luke Pletcher. So, mm. Pletcher, I'm sure, is certified at 33. He could go down. I, I think he is cutting some weight to make 41. So, it would be yeah. – it's not going to be easy. It will be yeah. an uncomfortable second semester for Luke. But, you know, if they, if they go all the chips in the middle, right, they could go Decatur, Luke, Etchimendia, Sasso. Although, in some way, that takes Kinner out of the lineup. Why don't you... Also, here's the thing. <laughs> they could also just redshirt Etchimendia.
1: They could redshirt that just That is yeah. still an option. Here's yeah.
0: option three. Put him at 57.
1: Bump him. Yeah.
0: Apparently Let him he, get big. Apparently, he weighed like 142 for the... Who's number one weigh-in. I don't know what... How? I, he looked, I, looked like I he weighed what 175. What he, so he got
1: them so, Deacon Hollowbones. He's...
0: Man. They're straight aluminum. I don't know how he weighs so little, but he is a monster. I feel like if you need him this year, I throw him you're Although Hayes is coming back, Coach Ryan said Hayes is going up at fifty-seven. Who knows what? We're gonna be talking about this till Big Tens with the Buckeyes. I mean,
2: this this feels like like the Ohio State coaching staff believes that they can push f- to win it this year, right? Like I don't I don't know that, or at least a trophy. Yeah,
0: I mean for sure a trophy. I think third is so attainable. Yeah. I think it's first and second is so tough, but third is such a crapshoot. It's like, man, if we just put our best lineup, we're third again. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're a top yeah. three team. We go first, third, second, 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 third. But do in they the last
2: six years? Do they compromise Pletcher's best weight class? Mm-hmm. Do they burn through an red redshirt? Do they do that sure. like just for third? Burn through I mean, a Decatur redshirt. I mean, thought that third is anything to yeah, burn through a Decatur redshirt. Not that third is like is not is a small accomplishment. It's a big deal, but. They do that for third. I mean, I think they can get third without doing those
0: things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it'll be tough. It'll be tough. I th- I think it'll be tough at least.
1: Well, um, but at the same time, they have real national title threats at forty one, forty nine, ninety seven. Yeah, three national titles. If that doesn't get you a trophy, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what sort of craziness would have to happen in Minnesota. I, I just three national titles can't get you a trophy. I just On wouldn't be su-
2: some points. I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if when they're thinking about putting this lineup together, they are doing
0: math that adds up to maybe winning this thing, right? I don't know. Maybe, maybe. so. It, it'll be – it's going to be tough. I mean, you need some – I mean, you need the thing that happened that happened. You need Ethan Smith to step up and be a, a, a top 10, top 8 guy. And That's he beats. He beats McFadden. And the biggest critique of, of Ethan Smith you can have is he can get to legs and he can't finish. And he took the most beautiful single leg you've ever seen – there was no funny business with McFadden. He had such a great angle, easy finish that time. He takes another shot in at the end of the first period, and really he kind of got taken down. But if it weren't for the, mm-hmm. but he got head scissors, so it ended up being like a three-point swing the other way. But when he's coming out the back door and in these elite scramblers' wheelhouse, he puts himself in in trouble. Mm-hmm. So he's that's still a problem. I, I feel similarly. The Sasso Moore thing. I feel similarly with Smith. It's like okay. Yes, Smith beat McFadden. We've seen McFadden drop a match. He lost to Harvey last year, I think, at at NCAAs. So we've seen that with McFadden. We've seen it with Smith. There was one point for pulling on the mat, which was kind of like, if you watch the match, it it did not help McFadden in any way that he grabbed the mat. They were going out of bounds. Mm -hmm. He wasn't in danger of being taken down or turned. He was being ridden. So it didn't really imp- – I mean, listen, it's a one-point penalty. It's yeah. a one-point penalty. But I'm just saying if you were just like measuring skill and like what that was, that was like kind of a not real point in terms of like doing anything. So I, those two were super close. I thought Smith wrestled hard. I thought early on I was impressed with how well he was taking ground. And uh, if Smith can solidify his offense, he, he can be a top five guy.
1: And you're talking about something that we always talk about when there's an upset or a, maybe a surprising win or something we didn't see coming, which is, can you replicate that win?
0: Yeah. What is yeah. the
1: replicability of that victory? What is that? Does that path to victory look the exact same way? You, you know, if you take somebody down cleanly three times in the middle of the mat, it's like okay, we yeah. can see that. But if there's other things going on, a penalty point here and there, it's a little harder. And then also, and two this is two penalty points actually. Or yeah, two penalty points. I'm sorry. Uh, and then also, it's just. The the same thing that we have to deal with every single year. It's November. Yeah. How much do we react, overreact, underreact to all these things that are happening? Middle react,
0: middle
2: react.
1: (laughs) Middle react, knowing that, you know, these guys are going to look different come March.
2: Yes, they will. I I do think that the, yeah, so, you know, Brent Moore and uh, Ethan Smith, they didn't win a national title this weekend. But one thing they did win is a whole lot of eyeballs for the rest of the year, right? Because sure. you see Ethan Smith get a win over McFadden, no matter how he did it, and and you're asking this question: Can he replicate it? Can he beat more guys like this? And you kind of have to watch, right? Like you kind of have to pay attention to him a little bit more. Same with Brent Moore; he puts Sass on his back. Like I got, I got to watch this guy now. You know, everybody does, and so yeah. But yeah, I mean, McFadden within like a seven-day span of time lost to Shane Griffith lost to Jake Wenzel and then uh, and then beat McFadden right um, Ethan Smith so yeah so uh, you know yeah he's not it's not like okay definitely like title threat or whatever but he can
0: beat a high- level guy right yeah if he lost to Wenzel man what do you make of that so that's the that's the bucket they lose the duel and it started this isn't I don't know if this is a new thing but I think it is the uh, the weight class they start at how they're choosing that love it. I hate it for Quinn Kinner because mm-hmm. every time the Buckeyes lose they're like, Cool, we'll start at thirty three where your guy's <laughs> cutting his absolute tail off. So they started at thirty three and he loses seven to one. So that's a uh, that's problematic, right?
1: Um, you know where I stand on dual meets and all those things. So anything to make him even more interesting, all in. Yeah. All in. Now hopefully it doesn't, you know, negatively impact guys and their weight cuts and all. But that just That's becomes it. part but that just That's becomes it. part of the discipline though
0: and, and it's part of it's part of the story it makes another yeah. thing a, a mm-hmm. story point whoa they're starting it this way you know yes. imagine you know, starting at 33 with Minnesota sure. Like Minnesota always wanted to draw because of Lee Zach. but now it's like you get to choose the starting way mm-hmm. I kind of love it it's cool so that was the Buckeyes mixed bag with them and more to come with their lineup as it'll Likely be in flux. Coach Ryan says everything's on the table, which I love to hear that. That was uh, that makes me excited. Yeah.
1: The the verbiage because I mean, we talked about this last week. Tom Coach Tom Ryan is a very deliberate, thoughtful guy. When he uses when he says senses like everything is on the table.
0: Yeah. Call him more to heavyweight. Give, on give the my table popcorn out. It's true. It's on oh. the table. Uh yeah, so Looking forward to that, just seeing how that plays out. That'll be a fun storyline, as will the, the Hawkeye dynamic, even though I, th- I feel a little more solid about that. And I feel like Penn State's probably solid, too. I think you're going to see Teske, RBY, Lever, Clearin, Berge, Chinzo, Hall, Shakur, Connell, and Kassar. I think that'll be their 10, ultimately.
1: Do you want to get to Oklahoma State so we can kind of wrap up yeah. D1 before mm-hmm. we get to the feral?
0: Let's do it. So Oklahoma State wrestles. Drexel and Lehigh back to back right so they, they beat they beat Drexel pretty good but they don't leave unscathed Reese Whitcraft falls to um, oh what's his name um Chandler Olsen, right that was kind of surprising but Travis Whitlake gets a win over Egerrrell a, a pretty like a top 12-ish ranked guy so that's a solid win for him they look they look okay and then they have to weigh in the next day against Lehigh and Reese Whitcraft Passes skin checks, but then fails them. Like he, the initial one, he was cool, and then there was a there was a recheck, and they said not cool.
1: Right. The report from Seth Duckworth was
0: who is very mad right now. He's, he is mad online. He's spitting yeah. fire. He is yeah. he is a he does a great job, but he loves the Cowboys very much, and it could potentially uh, blind his perspective a little bit. He is he is mad at this uh, at this decision. So the as is Coach Smith.
1: The report was past skin check, then they weighed in, then unpassed skin check.
2: I don't know. It's so hard to understand. He got a case of impetigo on his way from mm-hmm. the locker room to – Very standard. It's just classic. No, mm-hmm. yeah, that is that is unusual, right? Like what I, – I mean, I don't know if the doctor has a conversation with somebody else and says, you know what, I saw something but didn't say something. Maybe we need to look again. Or if it's uh, shadier than that, I don't know. If you guys
0: ever done any antics for – Got help guys pass skin checks before? I did one time. I'm not proud of it. what did you what you do? What did you do? <laughs> Maybe. Now you gotta say it. Maybe it's Maybelline. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, a little makeup on there. Yeah. It I was... thought you were
2: gonna say you paid off in a, uh, a doctor.
0: <laughs> Man, no, it was like I won't use names or anything, or even the year. It is uh it is very rare to see the
1: skin check thing. Now, the one that comes to mind, Coach Spates, was Furious 2018. Oh yeah, I believe that was the when valdivia got in uh, because I can't remember the name of the S.I.U.E. kids escaping yeah. me right now. But he was hot under the collar. Yeah. about them DQing and his kid. He had made weight. He had made weight. Yeah, and then failed skin check.
0: Dang man, that's They're, horrible. It must have been bad though, unless they didn't have a note or something. I, mean, I, but yeah, I, th- but I I'm see- I'm, sh-
1: I'm pretty sure that was the issue. Is they had a note.
0: Had a note, but if it's like open and seeping, it depends on uh, well. Sometimes, web here, sometimes sure. they just make you cover it if that's the case.
2: If you have a note, sure. but it
0: still looks, they'll you see guys like a
2: square, like apparently it's on his
0: jawline for so covering that is going to be a little more difficult.
1: You talking about woodcraft? It's the yeah. things on the jaw, mm. let's go
0: Godoy mm. on it, and you're fine. Yeah, just straight, yeah, just tape the whole thing. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we're talking about talking about uh. Skin diseases here, but
1: also Dakota Gear. So, in the off season, I thought we think most of us thought the plan was Montalvo eighty four gears back up to ninety seven.
0: We're gonna do this Joe Smith thing again, and then
1: and then Gear and then gears down at eighty four, but then now he's back up at ninety seven, and then Montalvo... I think Montavo's right weight is eighty four, but then now we have this wrinkle of Joseph Smith.
0: Buckle up, it's happening again, <laughs> <laughs> Joe Smith. Apparently weighed 185.0, which they had a pound allowance, so he made 184. We thought he'd be the 74. It's so easy. It's so simple. It makes so much sense. It makes too much sense, actually. So I don't know what's going to happen with Joseph.
1: He didn't wrestle against Drexel. Right. He didn't wrestle against Drexel. Weighed in against Lehigh. Mm -hmm. Made weight because they had the pound allowance. But this rules out 65. I'm pretty sure. I don't uh, descent playing math I'd need to do in my head but sounds like it rules out 65 mm-hmm. and sure as heck rules out 74 for a
0: while yeah a couple weeks at least. that was that was one of the things I'm like I, why did more they more than a couple yeah well I was like why did they weigh him in because I mean if you think you're gonna need him I mean they needed a 33 they had they had two 33s and they didn't weigh that guy in right if you recall
1: yeah mm.
0: so they didn't weigh him in they weighed him in for Drexel didn't for the next day because I guess the they just had confidence that Reese would pass skin checks. But they weighed in Joseph at 85, which with your descent plan, here's the thing. here's They act like the descent plan is this super like safety thing. All it is is it allows you – as long as you don't have a registered weigh-in, you can weigh whatever you want as long as you're aligned with the descent plan. That's the big lie that they're trying to tell you. Oh, we're all about this. Whatever. If Joe Smith hadn't weighed in at 185.0 or if all these guys hadn't whatever they weigh, okay, you can make it by this day, right? That And that's the day. But because he steps on the scale, then he enters it in at 185. Now that sets him back months. I mean, probably yeah. probably be January before he can wrestle 74.0, if that's even the plan.
1: Yeah. What is it? Is it 2 2%? 2.5%? Or is it 1.5%?
0: APR financing. No, we're talking – Somebody somebody,
1: please send this over to me because I remember last year doing the math. With, and with figuring Joe. Out that, yeah, with Joe that the first time was Big 12s. Yeah.
0: Uh, you're making us do so much multiplication with yeah. Joe Smith every single year. So I don't know what's happening there. They need – I mean, mean Andrew Schomers is not a – And no G. G
1: was out, which sounded like a academic thing, I want to say. Well, he said the
0: same – he said that Joe Smith and G were – he said – what did he say? There's some things they gotta remember they're here for, like school. Oh, yeah. like, I think it's and athletes. he said he said it was he said it was resolved or whatever, but I think maybe the the punishment was extending. Yeah. So not having and then but then after his Drexel match, he said that G Feller is our number two one forty one. Which I don't know if that is Coach Smith giving a little inspiration to Caden or reality that Dusty Hone is their Better guy, I can't imagine that's the case. I can't imagine Dusty Hone is better than Kane. Well, G. especially
1: after losing the Pomrinca. Pomrinca.
0: and so you look at you know if they if they roll out G and they roll out Smith at seventy four, if they weigh in a thirty three, yeah, it's a different duel. But that's the the team they put out. So they lose to Lehigh by criteria match points fifty eight to forty eight. Crazy. So Oklahoma State maybe could be another team where kind of like Ohio State, where we're looking at the. Uh, lineup changes well into the year.
1: I said it yesterday. Even factoring in Olympic Shirts, even acknowledging that D1 wrestling is covered better and more widely than it ever has before, it still feels like it's going to be a really, really weird season.
2: Yeah, I agree. It's like every single week, there are you know dozens of upsets, and it's. I mean, I know there are upsets every every year, every yeah, week, right? But but especially these first three weeks of the season, like. Big guys going down, teams going down, and I, yeah, we're gonna see that all year. There's not, there's not this like super established
0: pecking order this year like there has been in, in the recent years. Negative. Now, all right, that's. Um, I think we hit. Oh, I do want to just mention the the Tom's and Yaya Thomas thing. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's on the site. Yaya Thomas, Max Tomson wrestled each other, and I, I wish I had the clip and you could see it, but it's a weird. I mean, it was a takedown for Tomson that ultimately gave him the match late in the third period and you know this this term reaction time comes up so much when we're talking about these controversial takedowns and this is this is the a very difficult call I understand why the official may have given two in the moment but remember there is reaction time for basically every takedown with the exception of the rear standing quad pod hand touch Mm -hmm. that's when there's no reaction time right yeah so this and this takedown, it's, he's like, you know, kind of a crackdown high crotch and he doubles off and y'all, you pulls his hand and immediately like hip ice and comes away out. They give the two it, I don't even know if this is bang, bang, right? It was like, if this is not a scenario where reaction time applies, I don't know why reaction time exists. And the main problem with reaction time is that it's called reaction time. Yeah. It is the most nebulous thing ever. Folkstyle has these strange rules That are completely indefinable that I think even the rule book says it's kind of like just up to that individual official's opinion on what reaction time should be. So it's just like your own spiritual interpretation (laughs) of this nebulous thing. How do I spiritually feel this should be called? Which if that's how you're making calls, it's not – there's no way to do it uniformly because it's like every single person is different.
1: Now, it did not impact the match in the sense that it was – it would have been Thomson's takedown, and Thomson still won. Yes? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, okay, that's good. Crisis averted there. However, or potential crisis, I guess. I don't we know. have a crisis. <laughs> but, however, yeah, you have to – You have if, if you're going to put these things in the rules, you have to apply them.
0: Yeah, but how do you apply reaction time? That's the problem. You can't apply yeah, it's reaction a lot. time. It's a
1: stupid it – it's been a stupid rule. It's it's been that's st- the point, right? Yeah, well, that's, that's my
2: point. Damn that's it. the point. That's Logan
0: Seymour and Jordan Oliver – it's 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 really like I think this is their fault. Reaction time has been discussed and existed for years. I, like that's if true. You, let's say you let's that's say you put different. that
2: let's say you put that that particular takedown in front of a panel of officials and you ask each of them independently to decide takedown or no takedown. I I think it's close to 50-50 about yeah. like what and that's that's what makes a rule uh incomplete or you know problematic rule is that like it really you really could say yeah takedown right there or you could say now they're still they're still rolling through reaction time no takedown so um even when we watched it we watched it a few times and i was like i could see that or like
0: but also no i don't know you know i don't like i mean to me there should be no reaction time yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, just like, if boom. That, yeah, you post well, the hand, if that happens in a freestyle two. match, clearly. Yeah. Two. That's yeah.
1: what, that's why I like freestyle. Cause it's like, once that knee hits, once that head hits, that third point of contact, whatever the case may yeah. be, mm-hmm. too.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: So I, I mean, I think it's a bad call, but it's like, no, it's bad rules, actually. Yeah. Bad rules. It's like the, it's like the edge rules. They're completely nebulous. It's like the, the official's interpretation when a guy gets driven out, who's stalling, if it's action, etc. That
1: was a big thing this weekend at Black Knight that the coaches were discussing was most of the, basically all of the stall calls were out of bounds stuff. All, and all three of the stall the calls mat. that happened
2: during that tournament. <laughs> there were there were like, you can, you can stall as
0: long as you want. Nobody's going to call you as long as you're right. out of bounds.
1: Sit on a wrist.
0: Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, there's that. Just wanted to mention that. Check out that match. We'll run it. I'm assuming at some point. There
1: was also one, I th- want to say it was like a stencil match where a guy got walked out of bounds and you could see the ref like,
0: yeah, like think about it. But yeah. there was,
1: it would literally would decide to match because there was three seconds left or whatever, and it would yeah. have made it two to one because
0: yeah. it would have been second stall call. Yeah, dang, Yeah Roughing is hard. Roughing is hard. It. So that's why the rules need to help them out. Yes, and they don't. Uh, in this scenario, in many scenarios. All right, the Will Ferrell International Tournament. It happened. We have some more reps. Seth Gross blew my mind. Uh, he was like, remember in the, in the Thomas Gilman film, he talks about his 2017 run to make the team. He's like, well, like a ball gets rolling. Once it gets rolling, yeah. picks up speed. That was Seth Gross' tournament. I mean, he he did not look, I mean, 7-4 over Austin Miller. I was like, Seriano is going to wreck him. And so, that, I, was,
1: that was with a little bit of time off the scale.
0: Yeah, he had a bye.
1: That wasn't right, right away.
2: Well, okay. Obviously, that weight cut is... It's not gonna be easy, right? Like he he looks he he, he I believe he made it.
0: First time since 2012.
2: He looks he looks bad. But Bono was telling us he he can do it's not that bad, It's not that hard on him. Like it's hard, right? It's hard, it's a hard thing to do. But I've seen guys after weigh-ins like come out to the mat and lay down on the mat on their backs and their coaches. Manually manipulating their legs to get the blood flowing to their legs, right? Like they look like death like death. Yeah, Seth gross He looked he looked gaunt, but he didn't look like that, right? Like he he uh, He looked fine and then and then he was able to recover well So I I think he did this weight cut about as well as possible now it doesn't rule out like the possibility that the next time maybe it doesn't go so well, but it it was not the overwhelming factor that I maybe expected it to be.
1: There are a couple of things for me. So number one, he would theoretically only have to make it uh, for three events: this one, Olympic trials, and then if he makes Team Olympics. Yeah. So that's that's good.
0: I would imagine. Yeah. Typically, there's a there's a tournament but before the Olympics.
1: Yep. And uh, Dayton Fix and Tyler Graft didn't go to that one this year. True. Uh, number two, two day weigh-ins. This was a one day tournament. Yeah. How's he gonna do if he makes the trials finals and has to make weight again? Well, second day. That
0: was gonna be my question. How are they breaking it up? Mm-hmm. So if he's making it day two, is he uh, is he off till the finals? Are they gonna have like final set? Now that's a good been, point. Because if it's that, I mean, I think we saw he he recovered fine. He tech followed Nathan Tomasello and Darian Cruz back to back. Yeah. Right. So I think that's. I'm not as concerned about that. If he has to make weight day two and wrestle in a quarter or a semi right then and there, mm-hmm. I'll be like, okay, that's that could be trouble. Because he's going to have someone very... That's the other thing. His first round match, Seth Gross is not have a bye to the finals or anything like that. That's he's weird. going to have someone in the first round that's really, really good. That's not Austin Miller, Yeah. Right. right? And who knows how that goes? He looked great here, and then he beats... And he just got better every match, right? He beats... Yeah. Suriano, and I think we should talk about that match next, right? Yeah. Because
1: it's just hard not to talk about the weight cut with him, right? You yeah. have to. And you have to.
0: Yeah, let's go back to the weight cut real quick. I want to say one thing. Sure. Because the question was, all right, you know, he was clearly holding a low weight for this these early tournaments, right? Mm-hmm. How much of a temptation is it going to be for Seth to be like, all right, I want to be a full-size 33 for the rest of the season. How yeah. big do you let yourself get yeah. between now and NCAAs?
1: In his, in his interview, because I asked him, I said, because that's that's part of the thing, right? And that's why qualifying this weekend was so huge for him, not huge. having to hold it for another what five six weeks. Yeah, yeah. he said what his target is is thirty seven thirty eight, which, is, is, still nice. small, which nice. is still small. That's that. Which is still small, but for the for the first month of the season, it was thirty two thirty
0: four. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Geez, that's small. Okay. Yeah, the thirty seven small too. I think I think it's going to be a thing for him this year. He's not going to be strange to say he's not going to be the biggest guy, but he's he's clearly the best at one thirty three. Um, yeah. Even if he is a little gaunt now, the Soriano match where it, it's it was kind of it played out exactly as I expected mm-hmm. until the very very end. You know, tactical match. Seth really couldn't get anything going offensively. Soriano in on some shots, not really able to finish. No surprises there, but just the just the chess match, right? And the chess match kind of flipped a little bit, and you saw a little bit of maybe Soriano's. I don't know. I mean, let's—he is not an experienced freestyle wrestler. No, he no. is not experienced. Just one match since cadets in like 2014. So inexperienced that
2: he brought one singlet to the tournament. Orange. That wasn't red. Or it blue. wasn't red or blue. It di- it didn't meet the it, di- it didn't like meet the rules requirements for a singlet. It's supposed to have like that red or blue stripe across yeah. the back and along the leg. I
1: guarantee you. I one hundred percent guarantee you at the open if he shows up with that singlet, some official will say no. You yeah. have to go get a red or blue one, and he'll be wearing we? a blue or red, like just Nike singlet that he gets from,
2: or like he like goes up
1: and buys some Grant Turner,
2: or like he did in the in the bronze match against Nashon. Just his opponent will, will will lend it to him.
0: Theoretically, your opponent should always <laughs> have the opposite. Does Surya? I'm the other way. Suriano does not need to bring singlets anymore. He just needs to have nice <laughs> opponents,
2: right? Hey, like Nashon
0: Garrett, Nashon no, Garrett, world's nicest guy. <laughs> he what? Yeah, he really is. Hey
2: man. Can I,
1: can
0: I get a singlet? You're not using. How, yeah. I, how did that conversation go, dude? He, like you could did, see did it Nick, happened on the mat. Did it Oh, I didn't see it. No,
2: it, it was it happened on the mat. Like Nate, or, uh, Suriano or Soriano comes out on the mat in the orange singlet, and the ref's like, "You can't wear that." And so he's just like, "Well," and he goes over and talks to like, Nate. What do you mean? I'm wearing
1: this all day. Yeah. I
2: thought I thought he talked to Nashon and said like, "Let's consider this my red," and you go put on your blue. But no, Nashon goes gets his blue, hands it to Suriano. Maybe that was Matt tactics right there. Wow! And then to to make matters worse... when you worse, make a man
0: give you his clothes and, before the match, and then that's and a psychological advantage. him, and then,
2: and then to make matters worse, I don't think bleed all over his his singlet. Oh yeah! And wow! Then, and then beat him. Yeah, it's that's, that's the ultimate. It was, that's a, I'm sorry, it was eight, eight one. one. That's it ice was. cold.
0: Yeah. So the Soriano Gross match. I'm trying to talk about it, he gets in on that single leg, and I feel like. It was the classic single leg that you take to just eat clock and not finish. Mm-hmm. But it, if he had maybe worked to finish, maybe it plays out differently. But I felt like he was just like, all right, you're just going to hang here. And Seth Gross is just Can't, not that dude. Cannot yeah. do that against cannot Seth Cannot do Gross. that against Seth Gross.
1: First of all, my my one thought from – another thought from Seth Gross from this weekend. Okay, you know those things that you put under dressers and like heavy objects to move them and like slide them across the floor? Yes. Seth Gross has one of those on his knee because that dude can just spin and, spin and spin and spin and spin and there's no friction from his knee on the mat. It is insane to watch. Okay. Second of all, I had not observed that, that is yet. that is one of the nastiest uh, crotch lifts that, you, like that's that's going to be a thing the whole time because yeah. and he made it and this is something Mike and I were talking about he made it, it wasn't just like okay he kind of exposed like no Suryana was, was completely on yeah. his back mm-hmm. and time was still in.
2: I mean the scoring sequence, I think, right? It was it was clear it was those were grossest points. The really interesting thing to me that you saw in the Suriano match that Seth Gross did really well throughout the entire tournament was not only you see guys shot defense who either, you know, they can stop the shot or maybe they have a really nice counter attack, re Gross, especially with his ability to control his opponent's wrist when the guy's getting in on a shot, puts himself in a position to score in so many different ways. And so a lot of the things that gross did off suriano's attacks gross scored on later you know in the day mm-hmm. against thomasello um, against against darian cruz so i mean shows how positionally solid suriano is but man seth gross is so he's so dangerous and not just with the crotch lift not just with like the you know lanky scrambly stuff but that risk that risk control stuff that he's doing is he just pulls your
0: guy off and throws in your, it's like Corey clark the nato one, the one was NATO. absurd Nato must be having flashbacks because Corey Clark did the same, yeah. a very similar thing to him. Guy's just pulling his arm off, throwing in that near leg.
1: and Crazy. That, the the stuff about the exchange, like that was why I had initially picked Gross and then allowed a folk style match over a week before the event to change my mind, the, yeah. their expand match. But that was why I initially picked Gross because in freestyle, generally speaking, my mind favors the guy who will put you in more positions and and put you in, in – in, in more you know different ways to score and yes it was it was I mean it absolutely came down to the wire and so um Serrano could certainly not put himself in that position again yeah. but that was kind of why I favored Seth over Nick and then again this the, the freestyle experience right Seth's made age level teams and he's been very close to making the national team and wrestled senior level matches and Nick just hasn't had that same experience in freestyle and you know you get crotch-locked like that in folk style that's Nothing. That's not points. He, has, he just goes back and continues
2: to to try to finish. But Seth Gross has never looked this good in freestyle. He's never looked this good in freestyle. Dominant. He he like we expect the match to be 19 to 20 and decided in the last sequence. You know what I mean? Like we we expect Seth Gross to like just let it fly and give up a bunch of points, but hopefully he scores more than the other guy. That was not this. That was not what happened this weekend. Like no. he was so good this weekend.
0: So as we look at fifty-seven kilograms Olympic trials, as we consider who is going to be on this team, what changed, if anything, in your mind in terms of how you view this weight? For me, the big thing is I don't think it's going to happen for Nishan.
1: Just, I, I didn't think it was going to happen for Nishan anyway. Period. I just the 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 thing that I have long questioned with Nishan is. Can he put together the whole tournament? Yeah, he can certainly beat this guy, that guy, individual guys. But you know, putting together four or five matches, whatever it would take to to not only win the tournament, you know, not only win a tournament at the Olympic trials, but to qualify for the Olympic trials in the most efficient way possible, be good at the 57 kilo weight, same day weigh in, and then put together five different matches. I don't know that he. Can-
0: one one thing I want to say about Nishan's tournament, his match against Zane. I kind of felt like he was owed some points there or maybe not in that in that crucial exchange where I think Zane got four. I, I don't know. That wasn't completely clear to me where where those points would go. Um so it was great. Um Wait. Uh, but you know what I'm talking about? That exchange.
1: Well, Zane never had a four?
0: Or a two? I uh I can't recall. There was a do you remember the exchange though? It's Nishan's attack.
1: <laughs> no, because we were playing uh, this guy was sitting with Marfa Jolie's like it's like looking at a tennis match where there was like i think it was like Groser Jana was going on at the same yeah, time yeah, and then was, was. then we are like oh man Zane just scored and then you're watching that it, it's like oh crap that, so yeah we were but going back and forth i don't forth. think
0: i don't think uh they challenged it i just I, I thought that call was strange i'll go back and watch it uh i don't have the best memory but i thought it was a weird call where i thought Nishan could have got some points out of the exchange it was his attack for sure mm-hmm. that initiated it and he kind of got exposed off of it
1: I think in general, outside of um, you know Suriano, who was able to uh, put it on him, Zane Richards is the guy no one wants to see at the trials, especially early, right? If you're yeah. talking like if you're talking like guy that first match for Seth Gross off the scale, right? That's not one okay i see what you're saying, you know what saying? oh that was a super weird situation
0: yeah i don't know why that's not points for nishan so Th- that, nishan that's the
1: throw rethrow where both guys exposed nishan's thing.
0: from space he shoots a double leg he yeah kicks him back throw, zane exposes for sure and he kind of bounces off and then, his hip and... and then nishan lands in danger i don't know man that's, that's a, quite an exchange it's quite an exchange <laughs> i'll put it up on twitter or something you guys can look at it i to me, I feel like Nishan's owed something there. Looks like okay, a two and two. That's fair. It could be a four and two, yeah. just as reasonable for Nishan. Sure, yeah, Deep yeah, yeah to that's back. It's his double leg exposes the guy, and then he gets exposed. That could be four and two.
1: Yeah, and that's. It's, <clears throat> I guess that's something that something is overlooked. Or I because... say four and four. Yeah, the rare. <laughs> I guess something that is overlooked because, like you know, Zane lost in Concise Semis, and Nishan got third. So, kind of something that maybe falls through the cracks a little bit.
0: Sure, I, you yeah. know, maybe, maybe. Um, you know, maybe Nishan beats Tomasello and makes the finals, and who knows, you know, him and Gross have had crazy matches before.
2: I think one of the interesting things, too, about that that scoring sequence is they don't they challenge it. That's
0: that's my thing. I was like, well, okay, they know Mike Gray knows better than me. Yeah. That's for darn sure. That's yeah. One thing we know about, <laughs> Micro knows, Mike Gray knows better than me. The
1: For Seth Gross, the... Um, the thing that you you and Mike were working on at the Black Knight, that mule um, kick where he goes two-on-one, yeah. and like he hit it against Cruz, he hit it against um, NATO in the finals. That's a low-risk move that I think he's going to be able to hit on a lot of guys and a mm-hmm. position he's going to get to on a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. And then just being able to be creative on top and use folk-style-esque turns yeah. and just continue rolling instead of holding them on their back.
0: Yeah. So fifty-seven, man, it's gonna be wild. I mean, to me, I, I, I how do you guys see a Soriano-Gross rematch going?
1: Basically the same. I, yeah, I. That is the thing about Soriano is like once he wrestles a guy, now Soriano does not often lose the guys twice.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I kind of think Soriano will get him, but I thought he'd get him this time too. I think he could.
1: Well, I'm not saying he can't get him, but I think it'll be. Oh, it's gonna be tight. Yes, I yeah, think it depends.
2: Sure. I think it does depend what round of the tournament it happens in. Sure. Um, I mean, I think if he would have hit Soriano in the finals, Gross might have might have put up more points potentially. I don't like, uh, but I, yeah, I think it's going to be very similar. It's going to be incredibly close. I wouldn't be surprised to see. I think I think Soriano's best opportunity to win the match is probably to get in on a shot on the edge and then. Yeah, just get, get some ones. Out, get some ones. Um, but he's, Seth Gross is going to be really hard to he's take tough down. To
0: get, he's tough to get to that position. It's tough to get to standing singles. I mean, Tariq Wilson did it, but yeah. he's like the only one.
1: Yeah, I guess that was what I was expecting. A little more underhook, settle for one stuff from Nick this weekend, and mm-hmm. I didn't see as much of it as I expected. Yeah, I thought he was going to use, because Nick is a tremendously smart wrestler, so I thought he was yeah. going to use that edge a little more to his advantage than, than what we saw.
0: Yeah. Apparently, he didn't really have his corner solidified either. Oh <laughs> like no! He just grabbed Ashnall. Oh
1: no! So what? before the before it's the tournament, strange. Mike and I, Mike Mount and I, were discussing who was going to be because um, you know, in, in terms of guys in was that Mike room ever that, considered? <laughs> maybe. Uh, in terms of that room, guys that you know, Suriano most works with. It's uh, Coach Pritzloff, right? Yeah. And Donnie was in California. They were wrestling CSUB um, in Fresno. So okay, take him out. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be Nick's father and Damian Logan, who was his high school coach, yeah. uh, high school club coach with Apex. Mm-hmm. But it ended up being right before he wrestled. Uh, who was it? Eddie Klamara. He's like, hey, Anthony. Um,
2: and, and he had Downey in there for a minute. Yeah. Downey in there with a coffee cup, no lid. <laughs>
0: just, yeah. <laughs> just hanging around. Good. Good. <laughs>
1: So that's, yeah, that was another thing. And then unattach—I mean, unattached—like he was wearing a beat the Street singlet and a Float wrestling shirt. That's
0: They're what right. I'm talking about. Hey, you're set. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, so that was 57. It's a high, th- I think, man. It just sets the tone for Dallas, man. Soriano's got to go to Dallas. Spencer Lee's, Spencer Lee's going to Dallas. Come on, all these other guys. Come on. Have everyone but Seth has to go.
1: NATO. um... I don't think NATO is in the mix to make the team. No. However, it was so good to see that dude healthy again, Yeah. and to see because that pace was a real thing against Richards in the semis. Mm-hmm. So he's healthy. His cardio is good. He looks physically fit, and uh, it's just great to have NATO back. I don't again. I don't know you know what what his ceiling is, but it's a good thing we have healthy Nathan Thompson yeah, in the world.
2: Yeah, I agree. And that that Richards match was was really good to see. He's down five zero. Rattles off four two-pointers in a row and uh, and
0: then gave yep. give up one point at the end. Lefty high C. It's like no king. Okie doke. Let's go to 65 where I think we had all said, hey, it's J.O., it's Molinaro. That's what it was. That's what it came down to. We don't have to dive quite as deep into this, although it is notable. McKenna gets over the Dean Heil hump, Yep, which was took a, a, a long nemesis at folk style and freestyle. Because I remember coming into last year, I was like, yeah, I know that <laughs> Dean kind of had his number folk style, but this is mechanics And he couldn't beat him. He was Still over too. I was yeah. like, what's yeah. going on? Now, a 10 order kind of restored there, at least in yeah. my mind of what yeah. makes sense. Then, But but really, this is about Oliver and Molinaro. Molinaro uh, kind of gets, gets his ones going against J.O., but J.O. gets the twos, and ultimately that was the difference. He was able to convert at a higher rate in terms of finishes.
1: And, and even just in terms of how they looked all day, so... I remember I picked him. I think we all ended up picking Jo, even though Frank had won the one in in Raleigh. Uh, but Frank was damn close to losing that semi against Evan Henderson. Yeah. Um, nearly, Evan
0: Henderson. I haven't quite determined. Evan yeah. Henderson yeah. looked Ma- amazing. He beat McKenna. I, he looked yeah. amazing. I, I, I
1: know
2: we, we don't need to talk about that match, but that might have been the best match of the entire tournament. That Yeah. McKenna Fourteen twelve. Go yeah. watch it. Just go watch it.
1: And then you know Jo looked uh he he didn't work on his parterre as much which he talked about in the interview afterwards that that's something that he's going to need to work on and he's going to the open by the way oh he is um yeah yeah
0: now what now why
1: coach's plan he needs could snyder go to the open
0: of course he could go so they all can go they they all can go to the open It's called the olympic trials qualifier
1: i know i know
0: therefore but they can all go
1: to the open and so
0: could they be blocking spots Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now Snyder
1: wasn't blocking spots. I mean, he could have blocked spots. There wasn't enough foreigners, though, to do that. But uh, here's my question.
0: So J.O. goes and wins. Mm -hmm. Only four. Yep. Uh, Oh, my goodness. Yeah. What if so could Zane do that theoretically as well? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So we could see Yanni J.O. Yeah. Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, Now we also could see a classic semi deuces. Yeah. Imagine if that happens. If someone that's already qualified, he could he could just make the semis and peace out.
1: Right. Now that wouldn't block anyone. No. Nope. Because it's top five. But, mm-hmm. um. But yeah. So Jo, the I thought his cardio looked really good. Maybe yeah. better than I'd seen in a long time. And something that he talked about. It's something that we we kind of saw based on what he was doing with with uh, Kenny Monday when Bader was down there. And something he talked about afterwards and it was just very apparent on the mat. Uh. And then he said, um, you what? know that. His cardio.
0: Oh, his cardio. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were talking about something stylistically. Uh, gotcha.
1: And then he said he he wanted to go to the Open because he he feels in his mind, his coaches feel, he needs to stay competing. And that's something that Jordan has has had mm-hmm. trouble with where he's maybe taken some time off or maybe was scheduled to go to this tournament overseas or wrestle this thing and didn't. And, you know, at the senior level where you're only competing six to eight times a year, if you're really going hard – all of a sudden, that shrinks down to three or four, and maybe you you know you lose some reps there and, and lose yourself. So uh, for Jo, it's extremely important for him to go to the open and compete and put his hands on those guys again.
0: Yeah,
2: he he uh, impressed me by not really making mistakes all day, right? Like I think. Yep. Um, sometimes I I don't know that he I don't know that he has a history of making a lot of big mistakes, but occasionally, like he'll give up a takedown. When he doesn't need to, or, or you know, a, a bigger move in this match with Molinero and really all day, like all the points he gave up were safe, like they were. You know, he he was very much in control of yeah. of all of his matches, and that that was good for me to see. And also, he looked he looked really good after the weight cut,
0: which h- hasn't always been the case.
1: Yeah, I I mean, that's another thing he brought up.
0: He's down there hovering around the right way. You can tell Molinero doing good with that too. The the weight cut. Uh, Molinero really <laughs> salty after losing.
1: That continued onto the ref- podium.
0: Yeah, apparently some yeah. some tension there. I, I I just for the life of me I don't understand Frank's issue there at the end of that match. With the uh, the officiating was fine as far as I could tell. I, I think he kind of lost his composure there. I love <laughs> love Frank, Dude. but that was not a great moment. And then the J O <laughs> with the throat slash. J O got the the yellow card. Yeah. The,
2: the funniest thing about Frank um, for me was was before the finals, <laughs> they were giving out like the, the tournament organizers were giving out these various awards to people for, for different things on the mat. And Molinero has, I, I mean, apparently the noise cancellation on the headphones he was wearing must really, really work because yeah. he just continued to warm up on the mat like just during the whole in. award presentation. Sometimes like shadow drilling like in front of the like awards (laughs) presentations he's just like keeps going and he's so locked in like he's like I need this warm up time people are coming on the mat with their family taking photos and Molinero's (laughs) just like shadow drilling oh it's so funny I'm
0: sorry I missed that that's perfect 74 kilograms Imar reigns supreme he runs through this thing although he had a weird one with Tommy Gann he was up 8-0 wins eight seven
1: so okay did you i watched it well i was gonna say just in the interview afterwards no. and then mike uh, apparently mike talked about this with him i don't know if we got it i think we might got gotten it on camera um we had a true there's gonna be a little thing coming out about bill Ferrell. you guys are gonna like it but anyway right. he had an absolutely horrific weight cut he said he registered total probably about a half hour of sleep the night before
0: oh my gosh just
1: between the weight cut and I guess he was a little more he, he didn't have the fluids in him that he wanted when the weight cut started and then mm. it just so the weight cut got harder and harder and couldn't sleep so he was not Ugh. he wasn't really making excuses he just was like ah this was this was bad I cannot be doing it like mm. I cannot have this happen to me again
0: yeah whoa so, so that was and of min- course
1: he was 79 at the in Dagestan so yeah you know a little yeah. bit a little bit of, of Concerns there about Iwer's yeah,
0: weight—it's definitely a thing. But uh, he, you know, he was up eight-zero against Gantt, and then it was kind of a one-move thing. Gets the takedown, and then right into like that bow and arrow yeah. turn situation against Gantt. But he wins, and then boom—he comes out shot out of a cannon against Nolf, Gets that four. Where really, you know, could have called a, fin- a a fall there for sure. But either way, he continues to kind of own the 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 Nolf. I'm our rivalry.
1: Yeah, and we talked about the the Chenzo matches with Makai and Nolf earlier, so I don't think we need to get into those again. But for me, and we were talking about this on the way up to Black Knight, for me, I hope Isaiah's mind and body, he has another quad in him mm-hmm. because, you know, obviously the two favorites of that weight are, are Dakin Burrows and, and I'm just going to try to knock them off this year. But I hope that he gets another quad in him to maybe try to become the guy. Mm-hmm. Because his progression has been so public and so fascinating. This guy came out as you know this physical specimen at one fifty seven, and now this really big guy for seventy four, and the clear freestyle progression and, and the clear mental progression, and you know in his life and everything. And obviously, you know his father passing. So uh, just a fascinating career for Isaiah Martinez, and I hope, I hope it continues after these twenty twenty trials.
0: Indeed, eighty six kilograms, ringer. Everyone's pick gets it done against Miles Martin pretty close match there and he hit, gets the scores late to take that one um world finalist Makoev DMP. DMP'd got smoked by what was
1: it Fa- M- far, far, and then I think Nate also just put it on him too
0: uh, yeah 11-0 classic mm-hmm. 11-0 for mm-hmm. Action Jackson now yeah I don't know what you make of that I mean Makoev was kind of like a really super random world finalist um but I guess this ringer and I guess the discussion out of this is how much of a threat is he at 86 to a, uh, David Taylor, or Jaden Cox, uh, you know, miles was, was
2: a lot closer than I thought he would be, um, in that match. Like the first period, you know, miles is winning at the end of the, at the end of the first period. And, and I, I didn't expect that at all. And then, um, yeah, heading into the second period, like, Miles was Miles was right there to win. I mean, he was he was much closer than I thought he would be, and that makes me, uh, you know, a little nervous about Ringer. But I, anytime somebody goes up, like I'll always think back to like what David Taylor said about about you know your. Muscles, not your your body, not used to producing like the oxygen it needs to like oxygenate all these muscles for a while, and then you get used to it. So I think the longer he's up, probably the better he looks, right? Yeah, Yeah, you know, last time I put on ten kilos of of pure muscle, it was a problem.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, it was uh, again. There's, I don't think there's much to take away from this weight. Ringer was the best guy. He's still a little undersized, and he's you know with with either Jaden and David or just David. He's, you know, maybe maxed out in terms of how he can finish.
0: Yep. Blowing through 97 and heavy. Snyder texts his way through. Kyle Snyder dominating domestically is the same thing we've been seeing. The question will come if he can be challenged internationally. But that wasn't happening here. And I mean, Kyle Snyder, thank you for the five pointers. Yes. Oh, Appreciate yeah. Yeah. A lot of fives.
1: A lot of fives. Mike Mock qualifies. So now he doesn't have to do the open. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of these guys. At the Alans, by the way, I think we're going to see Ringer and maybe Mock. Um, obviously not gross, but we're, I think we're going to see some of these guys uh, at that the Alons tournament in Osetia. in, I think it's the same weekend as CKLV.
0: Oh, wow. So, so Very soon. Mm-hmm. Two or three weeks. Gable runs through heavyweight, beats Dom 4-1. When he needed to score, he could score. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's it's him, it's Kassar, it's Quiz. Those are the guys, as far as I can tell, at this weight class.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This doesn't have much to do with the wrestling, but Gable and Bradley had a little like, kind of, patch things up conversation after yeah. that match. Those guys, almost, those guys almost got in a fight
0: uh, in in
2: World Team Trials. Those so, guys
0: almost get in fights or slash Frequently. have words with everyone they. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was yeah. Hamida. It was you know. It doesn't yeah. really matter. That's that's just, I don't know. I that interesting. Yeah. Well, glad to friendships, uh, lifelong mm-hmm. friendships. All right, rivals become friends. It's yeah. <laughs> That's when a house becomes a home, as we all know. Oh, big shout. Dang it. Um, let's just do some questions. Not okay. many, because it's 929. Abbreviated questions. But at the friends. same time, you know what? You've got the questions. We don't have the answers. We we're are your gonna, friends. But we are not the Home Depot. Mm-hmm. Mason Beckman, who's the best wrestler in NCAA D1 that flies under the radar of consistent public conversation. He throws in Lehigh guys, Cutler and Wood. Naturally. Caleb Young, Lou Dupre, Leith, and even Austin O'Connor come mm-hmm. to mind for him. So really guys who were like, you should be talking about this guy more, Division One wrestling fans. He is the predator, not Dupre. Yeah, Louie. Yeah. Um, I think another
2: guy who's who's really good, but maybe like illustrates the reason, w- I don't know, maybe why you don't talk about him quite as much is, is Jordan Cutler. I
0: think we know why these people don't get talked about, too. Right. Well, co- yeah, in co- like
2: color, color, you know, he's, he's never been like a clear favorite to win it, but also the way he wins matches is, man, if I could coach a guy to win matches that way, I would, as opposed to coaching a guy to do wild and crazy stuff, right? But just like yeah. stay in position, don't give up points, like just be extremely solid. That's, that's a great way to do it. But th- there just isn't always as much drama around his matches to talk about, I think
1: to cp's point one of the like worst things you can be is like just that solidly three through five that every time you wrestle one and two you lose because then it's 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 almost like
0: the mystery of like where you fit is like kind of removed
1: the mystery of where you fit and then just the like i don't you just become this afterthought cause it's like okay this guy's gonna get third you know third fourth or fifth and yeah, you know, whether that's fair or not like that's what ends up happening
2: yeah, it, I maybe afterthought isn't like completely not afterthought, fair but really but it's right, like yeah. you it's like you a lot of times talk about things that you don't know yeah, right yeah. and and with Cutler like you know every single match he is gonna be in position he's gonna be solid he's gonna beat the guys he should beat mm-hmm. and he's not necessarily you know he hasn't always like beat the guys that are that are ahead of him and so it's yeah for me it's not it's not afterthought as much as like when I think about him I, I kind of know what I, what's gonna happen um, when I think about like other people, I don't know, so I I think that maybe is is it for me. But I don't know. To doesn't necessarily fall into that category. He he, yeah, uh, that's that's why stuff. that's why he was my pick. Yeah. Where
0: does Hayden Heidley fit? I because I I think mm, that's a good one. I, yeah. I I think he's not discussed. I mean, you look at first of all, he was undefeated as a freshman up till the NCAA finals. He had some lapses last year, um, after the U twenty three thing. Yeah. You know, which I think had, had had an effect on him. But I, mean, I think that guy's super, super good. You know, yeah. He's only a junior now. Uh, so he would be one for me. Also, keeping on the Wolfpack train, maybe someone like Tariq Wilson. Yeah. Man, I feel like he's like a forgotten title contender that yeah. doesn't get talked about. I feel like the non-Big Ten guys, it's just like when you're on – TV, Big Ten Network or on flow a lot. You should have seen more. We talk about it more because it's something, you know, it's on our thing. So we, it invariably gets discussed more. So some of these yeah. guys...
1: I literally said that for the Zahid Gross thing. Like, yeah. Gross is going to get more national time.
0: Yeah, yeah, it happens. Uh, it's just just part of it, right? So, uh, those would be my answers. Yeah, someone asked, where with who is Soriano training? His weekend seemed under-supported. Uh, yeah, I don't know because we've seen him at Oklahoma. I know he's been at Chattanooga with with Dan Dennis. I don't know where else he's been. I thought there was some Valentine involvement. He was kind of in the corner kind of mm-hmm. You know, he's obviously on Rutgers' team, but has he been training there? I don't know. You know, I mean,
2: it's really that's really interesting. Because why wasn't
0: why wouldn't Reese Humphrey corner him?
2: Well, he hasn't been I think he hasn't been training at the NGR, Yeah, that's, And that's that's the, the vibe I got. That's been the really interesting thing about Soriano. I think I don't when I first was introduced to the concept of Olympic redshirt, I think what Soriano's doing was like what I thought people would do. Okay, take a year away from my college team, go train with this guy. Go train with this guy. Go train with this guy. With this guy get as many looks as possible. And that seems like what is doing. Right. A lot of guys, it's like they're basically doing the exact same thing they
0: would be doing if they were still on the team. They're, they're still running the Princeton Open and the Michigan State yes, Open. Like while they're
2: They're just taking an extra year to like work on their stuff whereas like so I feel like you can read it one of two ways. You can say, Oh man, like Soriano, maybe like what's going on? Is there like a, a problem with between him and his coaching staff? Is he like dissatisfied? I don't know, maybe that's the case. Here's but my thing. Maybe he just wants more looks. Who's his coach?
0: That's that is a good question. Who is Nick Soriano's coach? Who is coaching him? I feel well, like you need a coach.
1: I told you, I thought it was gonna be Damian Logan. Okay. Well,
0: I you know I think it's gonna end up being his dad. Donnie Oh okay. Yeah, maybe. I feel like Pr- Pritzloff is kinda like the the Nikki whisperer, but yeah, yeah. he's doing his D one thing, so who knows? Um and who knows if Soriano's gonna come back to D one, you know. I think he will, but
1: Oh you mean this year? No.
0: You mean general. Uh no. <laughs> no. No. Okay. Inside Colorado wrestling, when do you think people will start to believe that Andrew Aliras is the re is for real for a top three ncaa placement well you need to like beat those kind of guys yeah that's when it is for most people right um now they go to vegas i'm pretty sure which yeah which means yeah he goes to vegas and scuffle so, so we're, we will have december 6th and 7th we're gonna have a clear if he wins vegas he's maybe a almost a favorite to win the title right but skivins yeah, yeah. Sassa will be there right it, yeah, so it, here's
1: what you got so maybe O'Connor Fresno so he will have he'll a have good guy there then is these are the next couple competitions cklv scuffle Oregon State Oklahoma State Northern Iowa
0: yeah he's gonna the,
1: be- the it's rapidly approaching. It well, will be
0: known. The time is upon us. Yeah. Where we will know exactly what Andrew Alirez is. I think I don't think any, any of us here have been sleeping on his potential as a Not guy remotely. That no. we all think he's like top five ish probably guy, right? Yeah. And with basically I, sight unseen. Dude, Northern Colorado it, yeah, like yeah. forces us to talk about them every week.
1: Yeah. Right? That's interesting. Oh, yeah, they did a good win this week.
0: Yeah. Good for time. Northern good for Northern Colorado. What at some I want the list of all the forty nines that are gonna be in. I thought you did that one time where you had like these are all maybe it was Spay. All the guys that are going to be at CKLV. It was like 20 yeah. ranked guys of 25 or something well, really that, stupid.
1: Well, that is why uh, Thanksgiving break is good. I call Thanksgiving break as though I'm in college. Uh, that's why Thanksgiving going home is good because I will just sit there at uh, my parents' living room table and just put together all the things for CKLV.
0: Okay. that's well, There's his Thanksgiving plans. Dude, They're mm, laid out already. Move Corn.
2: the Move the cornucopia table decoration
0: out the way. No yeah. man's got and work just, to do. And just... You know, feed me that turkey. Yeah, give him the turkey.
1: Um, okay, are you going home for Thanksgiving? Yes. Good for you. It's gonna be a rough go because we're me and Mike are coming back from you and I Monday, and then like six hours later after I get back from you and I, I'm leaving to go home.
0: Okay, sounds fun. Classic checking in for the flight when you're on the flight. Yes. The next flight. All right. Um, so yeah there's Nomad's Thanksgiving which obviously will have great pertinence for the you are all now so we all know. invited yeah. to his parents house this is a great question we'll end on this one I think Chris Chidlaw who are your locks to win an NCAA title this year just give us your locks like I'm putting my name on there's no way this guy doesn't win a title this year Mark. Spencer
2: Lee
1: I think Mark Hall is Zaheed. Uh, yeah I'm, I'm
0: in Mark and Zaheed are biggest favorites I'm put I, Zahid and Spencer for me are in the same zone, where like, they they mess with you. Spencer Lee in a, gets a major decision, but you're like, why oh, didn't look great, did mm-hmm. it for Spencer? And then you know Zahid against Vans, it's all a big trick. <laughs> They're mm-hmm. just tricking us. There's insanely, it,
1: insanely unreal expectations. He only majored him. I know
0: that's mm-hmm. the that's, that's the thing
1: with Spencer there's, but there's, there's so unrealistic he, expectations well
0: he looked hi- I mean he looked tired or something I understand he, he looked a little fatigued. but when you but this beat,
1: was, beat up another division one wrestler and major him it's like well, I you're significantly better than that exactly he is significantly
0: better so okay you could go mega list like is this gun to your head list you love you love when the stakes are raised
1: oh yeah know? yeah we'll go two guns to head one on each side
0: what about knife to finger <laughs>
2: Okay, yeah, this is a
0: little more. Blood packed. A little Black more, yeah. more savor. 33. Yeah. Right, so y'all are not putting. I'm I not going to say. No lock at 33. No lock at 33 because of the Suriano cloud that looms. Mm-hmm. If I knew that Nick Suriano wasn't coming back or wasn't going to come back at 33, I would put Seth Grau. Also, Seth the
1: Chilean sea bass uh, cloud that looms
0: 33. There's a Chilean sea bass? He's oh, Sebastian <laughs> Rivera? He's Puerto Rican, but,
2: you know. Close. True. I know. Puerto Chilean and, uh, sea
0: bass is delicious. Um. Yeah, good point. What is the delicacy Man, I'm th- of Puerto Rico? I'm throwing out. I'm th- yeah. What is a Puerto Rican delicacy? <laughs> I
1: don't know. We'll look it up. Well, right. you look. He's looking it up. Well, c- keep your thing. Yeah, I'm gonna gotta... keep
0: it going. So I'm gonna say nothing. To th- I'll say Spencer. I'll say Zahid. I'll say Mark. I, I'm tempted to say gross.
2: Other than like, if he, if that weight cut ever does impact him that makes me nervous or if Suriano comes back so that's the only reason I would I'll
0: say those three I feel really good about I think the next bracket for me is like Colin and Hayden Heidly where I do feel like they're the best guys but I don't know that I I want to pick them 49 no no sir no thank you I have no interest I won't be taking part of that then I think Nicolae would be like my next one after that, but no, I don't, I don't I'm, feel. I'm great. I'm, I'm your team dog Pletcher right dog. Yeah. I, I just don't know Pletcher with the uncertainty is of he even sure 141 sure it's the you know. dynamic.
1: So I guess for Sebastian Rivera, uh, spoonuniversity.com listed 19 Puerto Rican foods to eat before you die, and I'm gonna go with mofongo.
0: Mofongo, what is which that? Which is Ow. in
1: Puerto Rican cuisine, instead of mashing potatoes, they mash plantains and call it mofongo.
2: Hmm. Ugh. Hmm. All right, mofongo. It's like, like baby food. Sounds like so we go with Mafungo.
0: All right, Mafungo Rivera. There we go. I don't know. So okay, those are my locks. Um, I had three. I think. Yeah. You said, Zahid, Spencer, and Mark Hall. Those are my three locks. Mark's my number one. Mark's your number one. I like that too. He just, I, I just very much see him being like. What about storyline wise? You gotta like the bookends.
1: Yep. Yep. Uh, Daryl Burley, career. One, two, two, one.
0: Great. Yes, definitely. Daryl Burley. That's going to
1: fire up all the uh, 55-plus EIWA uh, crowd that listens to RL. (laughs) Both
0: of them. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Okay. So those are our locks. And uh, invariably, one of them will not win, and we will all have to die because the guns were to our hands. Wow, crap. I know. I'll just lose a finger. We really – You know, smartest. We really did – We just made the stakes higher than they needed to be. Yeah, we could have just – That was not super (laughs) sad. We (laughs) could have just – we could have just it. said, you know, it's just our predictions. But you know what? Here on FRL, we like to raise the raise the bar. It's one of mm-hmm. our core values here at Flow. Sometimes that's what you do.
1: I will be here on Thursday and I believe you will be as well. So we'll be full strength this week.
0: Nomad loves to give you the rundown of who's where. We're
1: gonna we're oh. going we're gonna grill Spay tomorrow. I think we got I think we got the uh the motion of how we're gonna get to Spay. We're gonna do a little shark bait with him tomorrow. Now here's um, the thing. But I think we should also raise hell tomorrow. Because we're gonna have the full team this week, and let let's let's pick some stuff to get in fist fights over.
0: Okay, let's I like it. Fist fights, I love it. Now, speaking of fist fights, here's one that's gonna happen. We've agreed to terms. It's not easy. We had to get work with his management, Sion Williams. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's He's coming on the show <laughs> Thursday. This is the, the Cy Hawk match. He is a proud, Ooh. almost Iowa alum. He tried to go to Iowa really hard. <laughs> he wanted to. He had his hard set. He had, had his poster up, the Dan Gable stall fist, And he accidentally applied to Iowa State and went there. And he, oh, he's always a proud cyclone. So it's a very, <laughs> it, it evokes a lot of emotion from Sion, right? It, it's obviously part of him maybe deep down wishes he was a Hawkeye in, mm-hmm. at, in places he doesn't want to talk about at parties. Uh, a few good men. So I don't know what we're going to get with that. I'm sure we're going to have – it's probably going to be profane. So warning there. Hide your kids, hide he, your wife. Hide your kids, hide your wife um, because who knows what he's going to say. Iowa fans, you're not going to like it because he's he's mean. Although I, I have so much ammo. I don't know. I doubt Stan's even listening here. But the guy, every Hawkeye he meets, he ends up liking. Yeah. Yeah. Zadek and Ramos and Bill Zadek so uh, there's a lot of evidence that he actually likes these guys so we're, we're gonna be ready for that or we're gonna grill him big time
1: uh just to close out Mike and I spent the day with uh Army West Point coaches yesterday oh, I have another
0: big thing don't let me got forget to,
1: sure so I'll let you close out uh got some technique got a wall talk with uh, coach Ward saw uh formation saw the mess hall and got to shoot guns sort of
0: I saw that. I saw Mike's uh, story. I can't wait to see that. Um, I got – I missed – I
1: I must have not been paying attention oh, what when you Coach got? D'Angelo – little... I know. I'm going to show it. Oh, okay. Uh, I must have not been paying attention when Coach D'Angelo was showing how to reload the thing because my platoon did much worse than Mike and uh, Coach Ward's. So wow. I'm sorry for that. Uh, but one of the one of the coolest things and I put this on our Instagram yesterday, and I don't know if you can see it with the Zoom in here. So it's called, I guess, a challenge okay, zoom coin. With your arm, do it. Yeah, zoom. yeah. Here you go. There we go. It's arm called zoom. challenge coin, and um, it's it's just a thing in the military. And uh, you know, we, we we got a video with Coach Abden, so he can explain it better. But essentially, it's just like a whatever a, a thing they do in the military, and he had one, and he went up to the superintendent of Army West Point, which is a three-star general.
0: Oh, this is snap. a very
1: important man. Yes, and the guys on the team were like, oh, "Hey, shit. go, go!" So the, the the way they exchange them is you shake a hand, right? So when you go up and right, you pull back and you get the coin. Oh, and so the superintendent's like, oh, "Okay," and you know, Abaddon's like freaking out because he's like, I, "This could just could just go terribly, right?" You know, I'm volunteer assistant coach for wrestling. This is the superintendent. And the superintendent's like, all right, I got something for you. Pulls out of his back pocket. They shake hands. Three star general coin. Dang. For Coach Abaddon.
0: Holy cow! Congrats, Coach Abaddon. Yeah. So this he says Valor Margulis on
1: yeah, it. Yeah. So that that's from the that's from the the um the what's it called? Read it.
0: One fifty seven. Battle of the Mid- Battle Midway. Battle of the
1: Midway. Battle of the Midway. So um he didn't have the one from the three star general, but he showed it on his phone to Mike and, and sent it to him. Uh, so this is just a really cool thing that they do at West point, And I sent it to my, I showed it to my cousin who went there and this is a big deal. This is, this is a big deal. So I hope that all the Army West Point fans at one point in their life get to experience the, the challenge coin, uh, wow. ordeal. Nomad
0: has. Cool. Shout out to Army West Point. Hey, big thing. I don't know if you care, but, but so this guy, Gordon Ryan is the oh, best. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu guy in the world, bar none. He's a major trash talker. He works out with Downey and Nick Rod and all those guys. Uh, Richie Lewis. He's going to have a grappling match with Bo Nickel. I don't know what's going to happen. They have modified – basically, Gordon Ryan is uh, good. If you think of like a signature move, he does this thing called leg locks where he breaks your leg or destroys your knee. Very dangerous. So they're doing a match. No leg locks allowed. I don't know how Bo Nickel doesn't get submitted immediately. But the match is happening. December 7th. December 7th, that's CKLV week, but you're going to want to watch it. So just so you know, that match is happening. Think about like the pound-for-pound pound number one guy in the world, the biggest jiu-jitsu star in the world, versus Bo Nickel, who has huge MMA aspirations, so it makes sense, but just so random. I had no idea this was even in the cards and found out yesterday it might happen, and then, boom, it's announced. So it's happening. So check that out December 7th. <sighs> with that, wow, what a Tuesday. 9.46, deep in the heart of Texas. Long show. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can feel free to play us out, uh, Mr. Caleb. We will be back tomorrow, come heck or high water, with plenty to discuss. We will yell at Andrew Spencer Bay for his um, treachery, for his misdeeds, for his mistakes and rankings. Um, and now that I am not doing the D1 rankings anymore, it's great for me to just get to uh, tee off on him. With with no regard, because um, it's not my fault anymore, right? Uh, whereas in a previous life it was. So we'll be doing that. We'll be talking about. I think we got to start getting into this Iowa State match. Is where my mind is. Sure. to talk about the different scenarios. Could we see Austin Gomez maybe at one forty one? Or we can see Parker versus DeSanto. We're gonna see. There's so many things. We'll get to it. Caleb Young David Carr is like the biggest match of the weekend as far as I can tell, right? We'll learn a lot about where David Carr is. He looked great against Bucknell. So, so much to discuss. We thank you guys um, for listening, and we'll be back tomorrow. Have a good one.